Welcome to the YGV100FM podcast. I'm your host, Wun Tan. In this podcast, we invite you to join us in the exciting world of your global village. If this is your first time here, we are a community living and working in a metaverse-inspired village. Our purpose with this podcast is to share the stories of each resident and find the lessons learned that can help you get better results and have a bigger impact. Whether you're just starting out in your business or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll find fresh ideas and inspiration in these stories. Welcome to another episode of YGV100FM. With me today, we've got Eva Delgati of evadelgati.com. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi Utan, how are you? We're good, we're good. There's been some technical challenges, but we are here. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, good to have you here. So Eva, let's go straight to the, the first part of your, your backstory, right? So tell us a bit about who you are. Okay, I think some of my key moments probably started. I was born in Guyana. So even though I live in the UK, I live in Nottingham in the UK. But I came to the UK when I was 17 to do my A-levels and head to university. Um, and that was kind of a key moment because I was not only changing at 17, you know, leaving a sunny country and coming to sort of a different climate and also, I guess, different culture to a certain degree. It was quite, I guess, daunting in some ways for me. Um, so I was looking forward to it, but at the same time, I was quite nervous, you know, even though I came with my mom and my sister. But it was definitely a culture change at that point in time. Um, I came here, um, I went to a Catholic school and did my A-levels. And then I went off to um, university to study um, chemical engineering. So my first degree is in chemical engineering. So um, what else after that? So after that, I actually did my industrial year at Exxon Chemicals and another company, another manufacturing company. Um, but then after four years of being away, I think I, I think I probably became a little homesick for family and stuff. So I kind of started looking for jobs in the, not only in the engineering, chemical engineering uh, sector, but also in IT. And I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but I got a job as a programmer in a software company. And that basically started my journey in, um, in sort of IT and technology and things like that. So, um, yeah, so I went to corporate world. I worked out in, um, sorry, in, in the UK first and then moved to the city, um, London city. And um, where I was working for a software house that dealt a lot with insurance company. So I did a lot of programming from like ASP, uh, a bit of Java, um, that sort of technology. Um, and then I went into sort of team leading and then into becoming an IT analyst. So I was leading a teams. I mean, it was quite um, challenging. I, I guess not challenging, I would say, because I was leading teams of guys who were much more technical than myself, you know, yeah. and then into analysts where I, I dealt with the whole project cycle. You know, from yeah, from testing right down to um, handing over to the company. And so, how did that, you know, led you to you know where you are today? Because I know you you did Amazon business, right? That was part of your journey. You had quite a lot of experience in the Amazon business. Yeah, but that came afterwards, actually, um, because what happened during the time I was working in corporate, I think I was always wanting flexibility. So during that time, I got involved in a little bit of property. I, I bought a buy-to-let property. I did some stocks and shares. 
So I think I was always looking for that uh, avenue. Then um, I had my children. And um, at that time, I now went off and did a PGC in mathematics, supposed graduate in mathematics. Say, you know, I'll become a teacher and I'll have time. And, oh, and at that point, I think I had less time and less money. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> during that time, I started to get involved in a couple of networking businesses and got exposed to personal development. Um, and then I created, a, a, I suffered a bit of back pain. So then that was my first venture. I created a, um, an e-book, relieveyourbackpainnow.com. And I made my first sale online with, with that e-book, you know, uh, and that excited me. So at that time I was teaching as well. I was teaching in a, a secondary school in the UK and I, I was ready to get out. And so my brother who had a manufacturing company um, I was helping him on and off. I would always help him with a few things. And at that time, I had built my own website. I taught myself and I built my own website uh, with a few courses here and there and, and just searching things. So I said to him, did, did you have a website? Did you, you know, I said, yeah, I've got something like a website, you know. So that was my first venture. I then left teaching and I went to work with my brother. Um, I built the, the website and we built the website that we had. And I set up the whole cycle of um, of basically giving away a free site. It's a tea business, so you could imagine. And I was learning internet marketing. And they said, give away something for free. So I said, well, I'll give away a free sample of tea. You know, and I just tried, I just used all the stuff that I was learning in that business. Um, and then bit by bit, people would say, oh, um, could you help me do this? Can you help me do that? And I would use the same process and help them to set up their website give away something for free, build an email list. And that is how I started in my journey. Now, how I got involved with Amazon is through working in the tea business. It came to a point whereby I was doing more consultancy work. I was still working with my, my brother's business. And I, we had a discussion and I said, you know what? I need to be like support now, right? And um, so I said, the business graduated to university. <laughs> you know, the online aspect of it. I mean, he did very well in the offline. Um, side of things because he was a manufacturer and he was selling into distribution companies, right? So, um, so the online aspect, which I was in charge of, went off to some, got a team together to look after that. And then I was kind of missing it. So I then decided to say, you know, let's try Amazon. So I then, uh, put the teas onto Amazon. And that's how I got involved in marketing the teas on Amazon. And then now since then, I've done affiliate marketing on Amazon. I do Amazon Associate. And I help my clients to do the same. So, yeah, that's that's how I got involved in that side. So I love commerce. I love the idea of, you know, of making money while I sleep, you know, waking up in the morning and orders, of, you, know, <laughs> you know, I have orders. You know? So, yeah, so that's how I got involved in it. It's just basically saying, let me try something else, you know. That's yeah. amazing. So, so you were very open to trying new things, and then you just went for it, right? That you you did. Like, it seems like you you learned a lot of stuff yourself, and then kind of just implemented it. Yes, yes. So I could, I could. Yeah. Some people are saying they're afraid of the technology and trying who if I break something, but I kind of I don't know where I got that from. Um, you know, once I could read it through and look at options, I'm willing to try it. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so that's what really got my got me in the journey. Yeah, amazing. So 
what's your current business like? What what, uh, what do you do and how do you help clients, you know, get from where they are to where they want to be? Okay, so my my business is actually called Dalgetty Marketing Solution. But really, in reality, what I kind of like doing is analyzing the results that they get from their marketing strategies. So um, I run an e-commerce business, and generally I help my clients to either, I'll have a lot of startup clients to move in, so they're just starting up. Some of them, they just know that they need to make an extra income, and so they might be doing an affiliate business. Um, so generally, either I build a website myself, or I actually got someone now who helps me with that. So once I get the website up, I start with the I start with helping them with the marketing strategy. If they need fulfillment, I help them with the fulfillment methods, how to put the shipping in place and everything. So the whole cycle that goes with um, e-commerce. So a lot of my clients tend to they they tend to know they want to do that kind of business. You know, they want to do something from that. So I, I normally take them through a journey of awareness, and then we look at their engagement. Then we look at a subscription. This, it's similar to all internet marketing um, um, sort of strategies. Um, so subscription could be they're giving away a free sample of their product, or they give away uh, ebook, or they're doing something that they connect with customers. Technically, in, in e-commerce, you know, you just sell the physical product, right? I mean, say, for example, if they're marketing on Amazon, and that, like me, I do Amazon um, FBA, right? So all the leads are really going to Amazon. So sometimes you have to do a website outside of that in order to collect your own, um, your own leads, you know, or your own customers so that you could remarket to them. And then we also look at, I look at where, where they're getting that aha moment, but what is it that they're doing that could convert that client and make them a repeat? A repeat customer or a repeat brand, you know. So a lot, most of them get some sort of transformation, especially if they're at the startup. Um, so that's one type of client. The other type of client that I, I work with is tends to be um, bigger companies or yes, yeah, small businesses, probably turning over um, more than three hundred k, and they have a small team. So I can sit on the team and do the data analysis for them, such as, for example, looking at Google Analytics. Uh, picking up all the metrics, looking at the metrics, and then using that information in order to make decisions on whether we're going to run a, run a promo or whether something, you know, if there's a drop in the order value, why has it dropped? What did we do that didn't work? That that type of thing. So I have two types of clients. Too. I don't know if that's... <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that, 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 that's, yeah. that's really cool. So most of your clients are... Are they e-commerce based or what type of services or what type of sectors are they, they from? It used to be uh, mainly e-commerce based um, with a physical product, but more and more I'm connecting with people who are service based um, these days who want like a, a website that they could take payments on. So that is still e-commerce because, you know, e-commerce is to do with that transfer of either data or payments or some sort of transfer online on the internet. So I'm beginning to get a few service businesses where people are offering like courses or they're, they just want a payment gateway um, so that people could just pay for that online, you know, so more and more I'm going to So that's going to be, whereas in general, I do business. So for people who are kind of starting out, if, they are, if they've been in business for some time with a physical product, 
Like what what's kind of the the big challenge for them to to go digital? They tend a lot of them first they don't understand the data they have behind, right? So uh, like for example, when lockdown happened, I picked up a, um, a couple of clients who had physical products and were selling it at events, and now there were no events. Oh, what do I do, right? And a lot of them they tend to sometimes they have a coach or somebody might give them a strategy, but they just don't have that. They don't have that. They don't want to do the implementation. And I love to do the implementation, you know. So if they, now I help with the documenting of the strategy. But in general, sometimes they do have a strategy that just needs to be optimized. And so I could take that strategy and implement it online for them, you know. So it all starts with that documented strategy. And then I, from that, we then look at the tactics that will get them their orders online. And then also I, I have what I call a scorecard where I collect all the matrix or the KPIs or the data so we could look at making decisions from that. So it's like three parts to the process, the strategy, the tactics, and then the scorecard. That's, that's cool. So what happens once that, that is set up? Normally they come in on a three months program, right, to get it all set up. But technically they stay on because they still don't have the know-how. So... Sometimes what I like doing is that I could train a team member up, okay, um, to to look after some of those other elements. But most times, you find they'll get somebody to do their social media. So they might employ like a PA or somebody to do their social media. But then I sort of stay on the project looking at the data analysis. And then one of the services that I'm actually implementing now is I've got some customers saying, oh, come back and have a look at our data and what's happening. So I'm actually now as an op- of, of sell is to say, you know, every three months or so I could come and put your data together and um, we could make do some analysis or do some analysis on it and make help you with better decisions to grow your business or to scale your business. So there's always something else that in within that journey to move on. What my problem is at the moment is getting my front end with the really, really beginners mm-hmm. need more information. And that's hence why I use like the well dynamics profile, sort of understand them a bit better. Yeah. For for people who are who are new to you, you're a lot profile. Am I right? A lot profile, yes. So yeah. it's a, and, and it completely makes sense, right? Because you you are looking at the number and the data and the process. So yeah. So for you know for people who are not as technical and want to work with you, you know, when when they start working with you, why else would someone need to, you know, measure and track all these marketing uh, data? Well, I probably am talking from a different point of view, but it is the way to go right now, right? I mean, you need to understand, You basically, to grow your business, you need to understand that data. You need to understand, besides numbers that your accountants will give you, right? The numbers, the real numbers in your business, right? Like, for example, if you've got a website or anything, you might want to know how many visitors are coming to that website, right? Because that's part of your lead generation. That's part of converting from prospects into a paying customer. You might want to look at that journey. Now, if that journey has a leaky bucket, you're not going to achieve the result. And how are you going to look at that? How, how are you going to dive and find that? It's, sometimes, it's the data that tells you that. You could look at what is happening now. Most times, people have a goal. You set a goal and say, oh, well, you know what? I want so many customers this year or I want so many clients this year. Yeah? 
But what is it? You have to keep some sort of numbers or some sort of scorecard in order to look at look at the direction you're moving. And that's where I help. Mm. A lot of them don't want to look at it. Or they, they pick out a couple of numbers and then they say, oh, I look at that. I saw, you know, they don't want to do it. So I like people who are star profiles on the blaze side opposite <laughs> to me. Yeah. Right, because they don't want to look, but they want results. Yeah, yeah, they want results, and so I'm able to say, okay, you know what? What's happening? You got all these businesses coming to you. You got all these people connecting with you on social media or wherever, but you're not giving them anything. And if you don't give them anything, and you want lots of them, and you want ten customers, and you only getting two, what what are we not doing right? And it's the data, the numbers that is telling us what should be right. You know, if you give away, you know, people say I'll leave magnets, right? How many people took it up? And what did they do after that? It's the data yeah. that is going to tell you that. You know, 10 people took my lead magnet. Three of them converted into paying customers. One of them bought my higher price. You know, it's, it's that data that will tell you that. And you have to look at those numbers in order if you want to grow. I guess I'm passionate about growing, looking at the numbers to grow your business. You know, so yeah. So, so Eva, you 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 mentioned that you have a scorecard. Like, how how does it work? I call it a scorecard. Some of yeah. us call it a scorecard. So, I have basic matrix. I mean, I'm a bit old-fashioned. I should be putting it on a dashboard, mm-hmm. right? And I do use a hotspot dashboard, but at the moment, it's in, in spreadsheet, and it it basically. Like, um, like, basically, I would start with awareness. What do we want to measure in awareness, right? So I might be measuring um, your social media um, awareness, how many people you have on it. Is the numbers improving? And then, um, say, or Twitter, all your social media platforms, right? And we look at the change. So there's certain key metrics you want to pick up by real. Um, like, even this video, how many people look at it in the first three seconds, right? What was it, you know? Do you... You have keywords underneath it that, you know, people are going to search and find it. So all of that happens in the first. And then you look at the engagement, what is happening during your engagement state. And then if, say, some people have a newsletter or they've got something, what is the, subscri- um, how many people are subscribing to that? So if you look at my, my spreadsheet, there's sections of that. So like my, my engagement sections probably got lots of things from Google Analytics, you know, <laughs> from, from, you know, the... New visitors, new visitors, returning visitors, right? Uh, because you want to know that, especially like if you're running covers with physical products, how many more, how many people are coming back by your product? How many of them are new? Because you do need a, 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 a new, as you say, new blood coming to your business every now and then, right? Then we look at things like the average or, or the value. Look at things like um, like your revenue. We look at how many customers for that particular set of revenue in a particular month? You know, if you got deals on, how many people, you know, even even like things like track, like how many people went to the DP and taken an action, you know, and that's where bonks rate comes in. So I even look at your bonks rate because people even misinterpret what bonks rate is. Bonks rate doesn't mean that somebody goes on your website and just leaves. It means they go to the website and didn't take an action, right? Did they take an action? Like click on a button to get your free report. Right? And you got to look at that. If your bonus rate is too high, then what can we do to make them match? You know? Yeah. Wow. So, so there's so many things that can be measured and tracked. And I think... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of only scratching the surface when it comes to tracking my own business. So, so you've opened my eyes to, to, to a lot more things that I need to think about and start working on. A few metrics to look at. 
you know, um, just to monitor those. Because if something is, is not going right, it's, it, it's worth you looking, having a deep dive. But if something is going really well, right, can you repeat that process? Mm. Yeah. You know, and it's the data that's going to tell you that. Just to tell you that story. Yeah. yeah, so Eva, so let's talk about your business and your, your impact that you are creating, right? So what's kind of the, the future vision for you as an entrepreneur and, as, uh, and, and for your business? Okay, for the future, one, I would love to build this into like, I, I am developing what you call your, I used to say tech genie, but it's now your e-genie. And I would love to give that, um, not only myself, but have a few other tech EGDs to give a personalized service to um, SME, you know, in terms of what, because I think the personal high touch is the way to go. Um, but on a bigger note, um, as you know, we are part of the issue and my, my came out as quality education. And that is, that is just so me because I really believe that Having that education could bring people out of poverty. It could give them the sort of life that they desire, the sustainable life. It helps with, you know, even all the other UN goals. You know what I mean? Because once you have that education, and not necessarily PhD or whatever, once it opens up the possibility for you to develop a passion for something. So that is one of the things that I'm really kind of passionate about. But in particular, in my country, I am looking, my sister runs an NGO, and uh, as much as I give to everywhere else, my heart is in sort of um, giving to girls who want to get involved in, in science-based, technology-based, study or enterprise. So I'm setting that up so hopefully soon I could sponsor a young girl to come out and either study at university or further her studies in order for her to, to um, give back. So I'm really passionate about particularly helping teenagers. You know, especially when they've been through trauma and they really want to have an education, they really want to learn more, they want to, you know, so that's, that's really my biggest purpose. Wow. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the, it's the same uh, SDG goal, mm-hmm. education, quality education. And I think it's a, it's a very, there's a lot of leverage in, in, in ed- education. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to hear uh, we, we share the same <laughs> uh, goal there. That's really cool. So for someone who's listening here, do you have any final advice of any any other tips that you want to share? Um, I just say, you know what? One, you should really at least look at your numbers, not necessarily your counting numbers. You need that, of course, right? To just see if you want to scale your business. Is, and, have, and have, for me, one is either you get the education or you read. You read a lot. I mean, I don't get a chance to read like I would love to. But I mean, with things these days, you could listen to an audio, right? Find the time whilst you're cooking, whilst you, you know, listen to an audio to just open up your mind about the possibilities. And two, if you want to grow, really grow your business, understand your numbers, understand where you want to go. Set those, those, those goals and try to move towards it. Put, put systems in place put a strategy in place in order to move the ball. Because a lot of times people get stagnant and the fear develops and that don't that cause them to stagnate themselves a lot. So that's that that is what I would say. It's just, you know what, you know, keep inspired, be inspired, inspire yourself every morning. 
you know? Especially when you work on your own, like we do sometimes, you know? You have to get up and inspire yourself to achieve something for that. And ask yourself at the end of the day, what have I accomplished and what am I doing? I love that. For people who want to reach out to you, uh, Eva, what, what's the best way for, for them to, to, to work with you or to get in touch? Um, social media would be a good start. Um, it's just Eva Dalgetty. On Facebook, it's Eva Dalgetty, so you could send me a messenger. On LinkedIn, it's Eva Dalgetty, so you could inbox me. Um, on Twitter, it's Eva Dalgetty. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so just connect with me, send me a message, say you would like to arrange a one-to-one chat. And... Um, We'll arrange a chat and yeah, and take it from there. Amazing, thank you very much for you know for, for sharing your 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 story and uh, and 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 all these tips for with our audience. Thank you, Eva. Thank you, thank you so much, and I'll see you soon. See you, see you over coffee in YG YG. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening till the end. That was Eva Delgetti of Delgetti Marketing Solutions and she is resident number 12 Global Square Village. You can check out her storefront in her merchant house. Of course, if you have listened this far, make sure you check out our next event. We are having housewarming parties to welcome fellow residents into our village and there's also a treasure hunt that is in the making. To find out more about Your Global Village, head over to yourglobalvillage.com. My name is Wintan and I'll see you on the next episode.